December 2020. Good morning, Jesus. How are you today? I am feeling anxious. I pray that I can be a stay-at-home mom. You say, ask me anything, and you shall receive according to your will. I have been asking, but I am not receiving, and I have not seen this verse become true. I do not know why you have not answered this yet, and I am confused why this verse keeps coming up. Is there something you want me to do at work that I am not seeing? Are you trying to teach me something I don't understand? I do know that being a stay-at-home mom will not make me happy. Only you, Jesus, alone are enough to make me happy, but it feels like it will. Please, Jesus, help my heart to remember that. Please help my finances and help me to store my gifts well. I want to make you proud. Please use me in ways that are profound. Please help me to see your will. I'm entering a new season, and I'm anxious about it. I'm anxious about being a mom, and I'm anxious about the timing. I'm anxious about time in general, your time in the morning, gym time, time to clean, time to sleep, time to work, time for school. But you say, do not be anxious about anything. And your word says, do be be anxious about nothing, for tomorrow has its own worries. You will be with me in this storm. So Jesus, I lay my worries on you. Help me hear your voice, for your yoke is easy and your burden is light. Jesus, help me put you first in my life. You cannot be second. Please speak to me. I am here as your servant. Thank you for listening. Your daughter, Kay. Hey, 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 welcome back to the 31 Committed Podcast. If you are new here, my name is Kayla Riscati, and I am so excited for today's episode. I have another guest on here today. I have my handsome husband with me. Nick, introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. My name's Nick, Um, Kayla's husband, Everly, and Noella's dad. Yep, girl dad. Yep. Um... (laughs) I currently run a gym, so that's kind of what I do during the day. Yeah. Um, and I also coach baseball a little bit. Yeah, and it's an amazing gym. Shout out to the Edge Fitness Clubs in Trumbull. If you're in the area, check it out. It is amazing. So before we start this episode, babe, what is your best piece of fitness advice? Because you're in the industry, you're very knowledgeable. He's actually my trainer right now at 5 a.m. in the morning, which is hard. Tough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really hard. Um, but what is your best piece of fitness advice for our audience? Um, I would say the biggest thing that I see every single day and kind of the biggest thing with the people we work with is understanding your goal behind what you're trying to do. Mm. And that kind of goes into play with understanding why that's your goal. It's super easy to kind of say that you're looking to lose 15 pounds. You're looking to put on 10 pounds of muscle, for example, or run a marathon or whatever it is, but kind of the why and why you're trying to do that, because that's going to be one, how you find your timetable of when that's going to happen. So whether you want to get that done in a year, two years, three months, um, that's a big factor because the other advice I would have is once you kind of figure that out, also make sure that you are following some type of program to get you there, no matter if it's something that you learn kind of on your own or following it from somebody, but make sure you have a plan every single day when you go in there rather than kind of just putting it together. 
Yeah, that's so good. Um, shout out to some other episodes that I recorded. I'm really big into SMART goals, so I love that you said that. So everyone, set those goals, find a plan, and that is some free fitness advice from someone who works in the industry, which is great. All right, babe, so today we are going to talk about kind of a hard topic, to be honest, but it is about how we right now are really getting to know God personally as provider um, and kind of what we have gone through in the past couple years and how we've really taken a step of faith. So hopefully, hopefully, excuse me, this encourages someone if you're in a season of trying to build your faith or if you're going through something, hopefully this can be used as a resource. So let's just dive right into it. So I feel like we could do multiple episodes kind of on this topic, and I probably will. Um, But we right now are living in an answered prayer. And what that prayer is, is me being a stay at home mom. Um, But let me give you some backstory before we kind of get into what we're going to talk about today, just so that you are kind of caught up and kind of have an idea of what we went through. So we got married in August of 2020. And what was it? Three months after we were married, I found out I was pregnant with Everly. Mm -hmm. And that was really scary at first. Um, But financially, we both had master's degrees. We both had jobs that we've always wanted. I've always wanted to be a teacher. You always wanted to work in the fitness industry. You were actually a college coach at the time. Mm-hmm. And we were just making really good salaries for being right out of school. And to put it in perspective, um, Connecticut has the highest teaching salary in I think all of the country, I can like fact check that, but I know it's one of the highest. So you were making a lot of money too. So we kind of lived, well, looking back at it now, honestly, really luxurious. I mean, we weren't rich in any way, but we never worried about money. And we kind of bought whatever we wanted, would you say? That's yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, we didn't really kind of think twice about anything. Yeah. Um, there was no budget or anything like yeah. that. Um, which looking back on, I kind of wish we did do a budget, right. um, but I don't know. It was kind of something where we were just out of college. So we both kind of had real money for the first time. So it was kind of yeah. learning how to do that. Yeah. And we're not like, we both came from families that worked really hard for what they had. So we weren't buying things that were irrational by any means, but if we were going to go somewhere and we needed something, like it wouldn't be a problem like i could i honestly was always using amazon there are packages coming to our house daily grocery shopping we bought whatever food we wanted it just like we didn't really think anything about it um one thing though that we did do early when we first started when like when we were first married is we were tithing 10 percent, and we took that seriously from the beginning and i think that's really important to the story now So anyway, I've always wanted to be a teacher my whole entire life, and I will really dive into this in a different podcast, but long story short, I worked really hard to be a teacher. I'm newly married, and I find out I'm pregnant with Everly, and something shifted in me, I would say right away, and part of this 
I don't think I was able to label it because I was also so not myself when I was pregnant because I was really sick. But I went from this drive and passion and like teaching as my dream job to having this desire. And honestly, it was a call from the Lord, but I didn't realize it at, at the time to be a stay at home mom. Did you notice that? change in me like pretty quickly yeah i mean i think it kind of started to become more of a focus for you the longer your pregnancy went on yeah um and then it started i mean i would say a little bit more it happened after we had everly than true during the pregnancy but that's kind of just when it started mm -hmm. um but once we had everly um and you had to leave to go to work didn't see oh. her till two, three o'clock. Um, after being home with her for a couple months on maternity leave, that was kind of hard. So I would say that's probably when right. it started the most. And I guess even for me, um, where it started to like put that in my head, is that something that I wanted? Right. And even before that, like, I don't necessarily know if I've communicated this to you a lot because again, we were newly married and trying to navigate communication and all that way. But I have actually some journal um entries that i should i should actually put as our intro for this podcast that'd be really cool so my intro will be a journal entry but something shifted in me really quickly when i found out i was pregnant and i started praying like from a very worldly perspective though um lord like helped me to be a stay-at-home mom but it was also this identity crisis of like i worked so hard to be a teacher and i loved teaching that i didn't necessarily know if I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom necessarily, I just was like, what the heck? Like, I don't necessarily want to admit this. I work so hard to be a teacher. I What happens if I quit kind of thing? And I had a lot of anxiety around that thought. So I become, I mean, I am pregnant and then I am feeling really fearful, but I came across a verse and I'm just going to read it because I really clung to this um, during just this season of waiting and um, this, I don't know, it's just really good. So this is Matthew 6. And before I read like the verse, it's kind of talking about prayer and how we should pray. And you'll kind of come across the Lord's prayer. Um, and then right here, it says, this is Matthew 6, verse 7. And then um, it says, Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open for you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and everyone who knocks the door will be open. So I'm praying this prayer and I'm kind of journaling like asking God, Lord, can I be a stay-at-home mom? But we're looking at it from a worldly perspective of our bank accounts. Like um, if I left work we would lose my teaching salary and numbers aren't adding up and we both were really looking at this from a worldly perspective for my entire pregnancy with everly and for everly's first full year would you agree with that yeah yeah i would say so and ironically before we get into how god is provider we so i'm 
honestly like really went through a depression and that's a whole nother um podcast but i really feel like the lord was convicting me to stay home but we were being a little bit disobedient in that but he's so gracious and merciful that we actually learned a lot in that season but i really was studying the word and i actually was like really angry at god because i was like i am asking i am seeking you first i am fasting i'm doing all the stuff that you are saying and this isn't happening like if you say your word is true like make it true basically and i wasn't i felt like i wasn't hearing from the lord and i you and i like weren't really on the same page because we were both looking at this from a very worldly perspective and ironically in that time we had done something called financial peace university like within the first year of Everly being born. So we learned like really biblical principles financially on how to pay off our house in a certain amount of years and really what it looks like to stick to a budget. And we were honestly kind of killing it because like two incomes were coming in and I honestly was depressed kind of at this point because it looked like there was no hope for me to be a stay-at-home mom, but we were also caught in the crossfire of, okay, well, if I'm not and we send the kids to daycare, that's going to be so much money. Mm-hmm. So what is better? And people like watched Everly for their first year and that was such a blessing, but we were just, I don't know, we were just like, both looking at this from a worldly perspective. So when we put our budget together, like numbers were not adding up. And this time frame is right before I found out I was pregnant with Noella. So just kind of consider what's going on. Like we just had a pandemic. We're newly married. We have a house. We have our dream jobs. I want to be a stay-at-home mom. Numbers aren't adding up. We're tithing. So people think that's crazy anyway. Groceries are going up. Gas is going up. So everything is pointing to like, this isn't realistic Yeah, and we're trying to pay off debt. And then literally right after Financial Peace University ended, we got a letter in the mail saying that our taxes were going up. And remember, we had to like pay that sum of money. So our mortgage actually went up each month. So mm-hmm. everything is like just so depressing and disappointing me and crushing me and i'm really mad at god and i'm kind of spinning his word back at him being like what the heck like why aren't you answering me and one day i like i really hid this from a lot of people besides you i mean you knew i was struggling but i cried really hard one day to kyleen and she and actually nicole those are the two people in my life that really like kind of spit truth at me in a very harsh way, which it was needed. But I was like, I don't have, I I have to go back to work next year. Um, I'm really, really sad. I was saying something along the lines of that. And I guess the Lord just like wants me to go to work and I don't know why. And I just have to have peace about that. And Kylene like looked at me dead in the eye and she was like, you don't have peace about it. You're being convicted and you're not being obedient. And then I honestly got mad at her in that moment, but those words I will never forget because it was truth that I needed to hear. And she showed me a message by Stephen Furtick. It was called Faithful with a Few from Elevation Church. Again, that's Faithful with a Few. I don't know when the message was preached, probably a couple years ago. I've listened to it so many times, but um, in that message, Pastor Stephen was saying that um, 
sometimes we're praying for more, praying for more, praying for more, but we actually have enough. And if you believe that God is God, why are you acting like logic is God? And that was like a light bulb moment for me. I was like, oh my gosh, what the heck? And that's kind of when I brought it up to you to kind of switch the narrative with maybe we do make enough money, but we just need to like look to God as a provider. But you weren't necessarily on the same page right away. So wanna like talk about the scariness of that? Yeah. Um, I mean, I would kind of do the budget over and over again mm -hmm. and it kind of just never, I basically wanted the budget to say that we could do it. And like, it wasn't even almost an issue that yeah. we could do it, mm -hmm. um, to the point where like you'd have thousands and thousands left over that <laughs> that was the only thing really that was going to make me feel right. comfortable doing it. Um, but kind of like you said, the more we did it and then, obviously eventually having noella and just the thought of having noella oh, yeah um and during our first few months of everly i actually s switched jobs to the gym oh right yeah i forgot about that um from the baseball team that i was running so that was a big adjustment too so then kind of re-looked at everything then and it made more sense and it started to kind of mm -hmm. filter in but i think a lot of it was just the refusal of us giving up like things that we thought were we needed um yeah. whether it was going out to eat three times a week or um spending money on certain things like that where to us we thought we needed that but in reality that's just ourselves telling it that it's not anything right. that's essential yeah. um it's not like it's groceries or gas or anything like that so i think mm -hmm. once i kind of re-looked at everything too and kind of basically started over yeah. and kind of eliminated that stuff first and just put the priorities first bills right. all the essentials for the kids everything that we definitely needed mm -hmm. it kind of made more sense and it started to be like i started to get the feeling of okay like we could do this right um and even before like before that though before we had the feeling we both were really building up our savings and each month we had that a couple thousand dollars left over that we would just add to the savings, add to the savings. And we both like, I feel like really made that an idol in that time. Like we loved seeing our savings increase and we thought we yeah. were doing so good. And we felt more secure when our bank account was higher. And we, I don't know. I think that was another reason why we weren't hearing the Lord because our idols and our priorities like were kind of out of whack at the time. But I heard that sermon and, you know, we kind of start talking. But again, we're still doing the budget like from a worldly perspective, trying to make the numbers add up. And I think for you, a light bulb moment when we decided to pull the plug is was it Justin's message? Someone was speaking on, maybe it was tithing. I don't remember, but I remember having a conversation. I think it was Justin. Yeah. Um, I don't fully remember what it was on, but. Um, I don't either, but we were, it, there was a message where you, we like then slowly became to be on the same page. So we were like, 
like you just said, we were kind of fiddling with the numbers and we were like, okay, well, what are some things that we can for sure cut out of our life? And everyone say a moment of silence for my Peloton right now, because that was one of the things, but we had, like, there were so many things that we did that you wouldn't necessarily think was heavy spending, but we were like every single week we would go out to eat a lot. Um, we, I had a Peloton. I, you know, anything we wanted to buy, we really did not out of reason, but just little things that we started cutting out and we were like, okay. So the numbers kept adding. And then there was that temptation. Um, I remember when we were doing our budget on a one income and the numbers would add up if we did not tithe. Do you remember that? And yeah, that we, was in the beginning. Yeah. And we had like this little ounce of temptation of, okay, like, okay, well, if we don't tithe and, you know, it'll be fine. And I kind of like, this was me anyway. I was like, okay, well, if I'm being obedient to the Lord because the Lord wants me to be home, like maybe he won't want me to tithe. But no, we decided to not give the enemy that cracker at all. And we kind of just started both searching the word for what the word says. So we got all the way from square one, Abraham and Isaac, um, you know, Sarah had a, Sarah had Isaac, excuse me, when she was really, really old. Like that's not normal. That's not logical. Um, any miracle that Jesus did in the new Testament, like was not by logic in any way. Like he literally rose people from the dead. He rose from the dead himself. And we, I say, you say that we believe and we have faith and you know the same holy spirit that lives in our heart is the same holy spirit that raises from the dead but we're not living like that so then we started looking you know at all those miracles and then we really started looking in scenarios how god was provider so he provided in the wilderness he provided for elijah and the birds and you know he provided for if you look at peter and all the fish like just think about different ways that god was provider and he doesn't want money to be our idol so then we started kind of looking at money and possessions um and verses that say stuff about income and value and whatever you want to insert there and we were probably, I probably was a couple months after I was pregnant with Noella. I had gone back to work um, this past year and we finally decided like, God, if you are God, then be God, basically. And we pulled the plug and we are now living on one income. Um, one thing that is really, really cool about that is we want to share some stories of how he has provided in this time but before i say that like and before we share some stories we want to say that this is not easy in any way shape or form like we have to live very differently than the world lives and people at least to me especially people from work have spoken horrible things over us because it's not logical to do what we're doing. Like you would think we would lose our house. We're not, but, um, so 
this is not easy in any way, shape or form. Like we've been eating a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches lately, you know, and we can't go out to eat and we have to say no to our friends to do fun things. And our date nights have to look a little bit different and that's, you know, that's okay. But the Lord has really provided. And then another little disclaimer before we talk about how he has provided is I don't necessarily believe that every single mom is called to be a stay at home mom. I think this was my story. And I think I learned a lot about God in this scenario. Being a stay at home mom is really hard. It is a blessing. I'm living in an answered prayer, but it is really, really hard. Um, but for example, my really good friend, Ala, she is a working mom right now. And that is where the Lord calls her to be is to work and to be in the school in the work, um, you know, spreading the gospel that way. And that does not mean she's not, you know, living out what God wants mm. for her. Like, I think this is just our, the plan for us at the moment. And that could change in an instant. And I think I have to be willing and okay, and just try to be obedient to what the Lord is saying. So we kind of got warned that, you know, when we decide to let God be God, um, some people like in our church and stuff like spoke over us and told us that things are going to be difficult. And that's like kind of when the trusting has to start. So in March, when I had Noella, that would be my first month not working. Um, our roof started leaking. Yeah, That was probably what, right when we got home from the hospital, I feel like, right? I don't, I yeah. know it was March. I just don't know. Yeah, Noella it was, was probably, born in the probably within the first couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, something else happened to the house too. I forgot what. Um, TV broke. Yeah, TV broke. Had Your headlight. TV. Had to fix my car. Um, oh, our was... taxes. We should say this. This is important. We had a really big tax bill because Nick gets bonuses at work, and we didn't like figure that in to get taxes taken out. So we had to owe some money back, and that was like really, really stressful. And it was just this whole list of stuff piling up, like practical things, but life things. But we were basically like, okay, how are we going to pay for this? Like we are going to have to dip into our savings month one. And I could literally cry about this because this is amazing. Um, so we, you know, whatever, like we had to get our roof fixed. It was pouring rain and water was coming into our bathroom upstairs. And we had fixed it, I think a year prior. I don't remember the timeline of that, but the people come, they fix the roof. They were super nice. And we get an invoice in the mail. Whenever we opened the invoice, um, there was a letter from them saying, this is complimentary on us. And we owed, you know, no money to fix the roof. So that was blessing number one. Yeah. Then in the mail, we got a random $100 gift card from Xfinity for being lo loyal customers. So our phone bill was free that month. And then I think in April, we get a random check from the IRS saying we overpaid our taxes by $100, which I know we didn't because it was through TurboTax. Yeah, they took it directly out. So Yeah, like, I don't know, like, they're just like crazy little things of money that popped up here and there whenever we needed it. And I'm not saying that if like, if you're not called to do this, I am not advocating for you just quitting your job and being like, okay, God, be God and doing something on a whim. Like, I really believe that you have to be steadfast in prayer and really trust for the Lord's will for you. And I don't think this is necessarily for everyone. Um, 
but there had just been like little blessings here and there and who where god has like truly been provider and what it looks like to abide in him and i think like if we didn't keep track of those things we could have easily explain them we could have been like well yeah xfinity sent us a gift card like we have been loyal customers or maybe we did pay um you know money in our taxes too much or they we could have said like we they we should have gotten a free roof (laughs) fixing because they had already come prior so it's really important that we you know make sure we keep our narrative like on god because the enemy tries in any way shape or form to kind of fix our eyes off of that and it's really easy and i'm speaking for myself to be overwhelmed with like fear and anxiety in this and worry because money is scary and the world does revolve around a lot of money but um things of this world do not bring us joy so if we can't get pizza down the road like that is not going to fill us eternally our treasures are going to be in heaven and just kind of remembering that yeah and i think um like i I remember so i got two different oh yeah increases um in my salary randomly ever Mm -hmm. from literally a week before noella was born to two to three weeks ago and say Um, your journal entry story because that was amazing yeah so the first one came a week before noella was born um like a random increase in salary that i wasn't expecting so that and it was probably a week before that when we really decided we were gonna do it and have just one um, salary Mm -hmm. and then that budget that i spent hours trying to do kind of completely changed when I got that bonus in a good way. Mm -hmm. Um, And then about a month ago, there was just a lot of stuff that we had to pay. And like when it comes to like eating out, getting food outside of just like grocery shopping and stuff like that, like we're still able to do that. But we thought about it as if we can't do it whenever we want, then we're basically not doing it all. And that's just not true. We just realized that, or we were putting that over the important things. So, I mean, it's still something we get to enjoy and we could go out and do stuff still. And it's something we save Um, for. So it's actually more fun. I, I've loved going out to eat since being on this budget because we, it's actually like such a blessing and it's so, it's a, such a holy place because we know that the Lord had provided this space for us to go out to eat. Yeah. And I think it just like, it brings it back to the things that are important um, and what you should be focusing on rather than just getting takeout every night or Mm -hmm. spending money on thousand pairs of shoes, whatever it is. My, I always go back to eating out because like, that's my big thing. I (laughs) like to eat out as much as possible, Chipotle and all that stuff. But it, it's more of, and that when I was looking at the budget, to me, if I couldn't do the, anything that I wanted, I felt like we weren't able to do anything at all. Yeah. When that really wasn't the case, it was just making sacrifices here and there, but still being able to enjoy everything you do just on more of a budgeted style. Right. Um, and I didn't really like the sense of not being able to do whatever I wanted to do. But so that was something say- that I kind of had to overcome, but. 
um the when i was reading and taking notes i kind of just wrote down for my prayer that i was for some reason kind of like frustrated and stressed about work and kind of wanting to make more money and feeling like i wasn't making enough money i was just the stress that you kind of go through when you're mm-hmm. providing for everything and i just kind of sat there for an hour just kind of praying about it and then the next day i randomly had one of the higher ups come in and sit down with me out of nowhere and kind of increase my pay so that was kind of something that was crazy and i didn't expect to happen at all it was an instant basic prayer request that was kind of answered which isn't usually how it happens but yeah um so that was just kind of crazy and that the second one put us to a point now where it is comfortable for us to do this now to the point where like we don't really stress anymore about Mm -hmm. paying for everything we know that we're able to so it's kind of crazy all of those months and hours that we spent budgeting for something that we thought we had when in reality we're gonna have almost double that yeah um so it just kind of put it into perspective for me to kind of take myself out of like I have to provide and I have to do every single thing to trusting that he's gonna provide right for me in ways that I'm not really gonna understand or even think about Mm -hmm. so I think once that kind of happened it took a ton of weight off my shoulders at least and kind of just made everything go back to like where we got this, we're okay type of thing. Yeah. Um, And I think it helps root us too in every other aspect of our life, knowing that God is provider because he doesn't just provide for money. Like he can provide for health and for, in this case, rest because Noella struggles with sleeping. So we have been running on little sleep every single night and we, me especially, am able to wake up and function throughout the day by resting in God's presence. So just because the world says you need physical sleep, um, you know, God can be, you know, our yoke and his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So just like delighting in his word and just basically taking his word literally and just putting it to truth has been extremely helpful in this. And again, it's not easy. Like we are sinful beings. So it's so tempting to, really get into like a rut of wanting what other people have or when people speak over us thinking that we're weird or like the non-Christian friends of the group or whatever. Um, It's so easy to get discouraged and the enemy tries to creep in in that and we have to really just be steadfast in prayer and keep that um, away. But I really want to make sure that we say that it's really important to keep track of your answered prayers because that has been also a really big blessing in this. I had gotten a prayer board a while ago and we have been putting prayer requests on it with Evie and like teaching her how to pray. And we sit down and have a family dinner and obviously now with Noella too. And I remember having this like spiraling thought of out of control of just like god i was kind of having a pity party for myself and being like god doesn't answer my prayers like i'm asking to be a stay-at-home mom and he's not answering it and i just like felt this overwhelming i don't even know how to put it into words but it was just like watch your mouth kind of thing that's basically what i felt jesus say to me i do answer prayers like how dare you say that and i started 
um, writing our prayers down on the prayer board for everyone to see. So if you've ever been to my house, you've seen my famous prayer board. And I got fruit stickers. And every single time a prayer is answered, I put a piece of fruit on the prayer board and it's just a perfect visual to see how much fruit is on the board and how much the lord really listens and answers like he is our friend he cares he wants to answer our prayer like his will not ours but he wants to give us good gifts like his word says that so um i just i don't know thank you for listening to this i just want to read off some of the prayers that we have had answered on our prayer board and then some things that are not answered yet so you can join us in prayer because prayer is powerful um but like we said xfinity the roof random 98 dollars random promotions um our taxes going down tons of fruit on that um in that season of knowing God as provider, we were going to multiple doctor's appointments because Noella had really bad jaundice and she was really losing weight. But overnight, she gained the adequate amount of weight and her jaundice went away. So prayer there. Evie had a horrible rash. Um, so that was like a physical healing. Um, being a stay-at-home mom has a beautiful pineapple fruit sticker on it. Um, just pom-pom's heart it is now working at 60 percent capacity which is amazing everly walking um she actually walked with two weeks to spare before we went into birth to three so that was amazing she just took her first steps a little bit later um and some other things that haven't been answered yet is noella's head it's a little bit flat and we're really praying that the lord just restores it and makes it nice and round so we don't have to do a helmet um, we're praying for people that in our lives that don't know the lord and they come to just know jesus and love him so much for me i really struggle with gossip and i'm really rebuking that and praying for healing in my own mouth we're praying for really close christian community and above all other things a revival in new england just so that we can see jesus's name be famous so that is our little story on how god is provider um we took a huge step of faith faith is something that you do when you can't see and we have been just resting and rooted in God's word and what it says and we take it literally right now it's not easy it is not fun at sometimes but remember that our treasures are in heaven they're not of this world you have anything else to add no um I think just making sure that you don't let your pride take over I yeah think it's uh, easy in certain situations where kind of like what we talked about with the budget um when it comes to well i want to spend hundreds of dollars mm -hmm. on x and y every week and if i can't do that then i feel like we're not doing anything but in reality that's not right what it is or maybe kind of when i felt like it, i needed to provide for everything when mm -hmm. that was just my pride taking over when in reality i had to just trust god and it's funny how like how humble you really have to be like the world views money as you're right like a pride thing and it's really embarrassing sometimes to talk about money or like people are looking down upon if they don't have a lot of money and stuff like that and 
at first, I mean, we're kind of still in this because we're still new to this whole thing. So I'm sure there's going to be so much to learn. But I really was embarrassed to be like, oh, no, we don't have enough money to do that. Like, I, obviously, I wouldn't say that, but I'm like, no, I can't. And I would make up an excuse uh, as to why we can't. And ultimately, that was a lie. And I just want to try to break that taboo of money. Like, if we are literally being obedient to the Lord and the Lord is providing for us, like, I don't know how much more holy that could be. So there's no reason to let the enemy try to make us all worldly and feel humiliated to trust the Lord. So yeah, that was really good. A really good word. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, Nick, it was awesome to have you on the podcast. Sexy husband. Love you all. Have a great week. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the 31 Committed Podcast. Together, let's store our bodies well by being spiritually disciplined and finding our confidence in Christ. Together, let's commit to living in light and being the woman of Proverbs 31. Love ya!